welcome to the Urban Siren Podcast, everybody. Oh, baby, we are coming into Capricorn season. My season, the season of the devil in terms of the tarot card that is associated with Capricorn. Oh, my word. So um, let's talk a little bit about Capricorn for a hot sec. Capricorn is a cardinal sign, meaning it gets things going. It marks the winter solstice. So we're coming um, fully into winter now. Okay, so we are moving um, officially out of autumn as of December 21st, and we are, although it feels like winter, right, but it's not, according to um, the wheel of the year, we are hitting winter on the 21st, the shortest day of the year, the longest night of the year, and the solstice is a great time to um, come into a nice quiet place, to do some inner reflection, to... um, I, I almost think of the solstice in terms of the energy it provides as like a new moon, right? Like coming into a very dark, deep, rich place uh, where there's a lot of nutrients, where there's a lot of um, honing in and support, very deep structural support. And Capricorn is a sign of support, uh, the knees, the bones, the teeth, Capricorn rules all of those structural parts of the body. Capricorn is also ruled by Saturn, and Saturn, as I sometimes say, is like the disciplined daddy of the planets. I happen to love that um, because I'm a bit of a disciplined daddy, I suppose. Um, I'm a double Capricorn. I have my sun in Capricorn, my moon in Capricorn, and I am a Taurus rising, so I am Earth through and through. Um, I literally have no water in my chart. Um, No feelings here, which makes things really super um, helpful. Just kidding. Um, Here's the thing about Capricorn. I talked a little bit about this on the previous podcast. Capricorn has tremendous depth of feeling. It's a sea goat. So we're, we're part mammal and we're part fish. So if you think of the um, idea of being of the earth, right? And of course the ocean is of the earth, the water is of the earth, all of that. But earth is, is associated with sort of doing and creating and being and manifesting and um, using, being useful, being of service. And um, the water elements are more holding space for feelings, holding space for emotions, intuition, psychic ability. Capricorn has both of those. So all you Capricorns out there, if you're listening, don't get thrown off um, by being a heavy-duty earth sign um, and a cardinal sign at that. It's really about blending the two. And um, so no worries there. You've got feelings. You really do. Um, So when we look at Capricorn, we want to also remember that um, in the in the wheel of the year as a cardinal sign, um, as I mentioned, the cardinal signs are the ones that get things going. So we begin things right. So we begin the seasons. Aries kicks off spring. Um, And well, actually, there's the the equinox is the 21st of March. Um, and so we want to remember that with each leadership sign, um, we remember that in the summer solstice as well, right? So the summer solstice is June 21st. Um, and so you want to think about the equinoxes. You want to think about the, um, the solstices as shifting points, right? So if you want to consider like your own personal calendar, right? 
um, you can look at the solstices, you can look at the equinoxes, and you can use those as marking places. You don't have to go by, say, January 1st marking your new year. You can, as the Gregorian calendar will invite you to, but you can also look at the calendar of the year in different ways. Okay, so just an option there for you. If you want to think about that, if it feels resonant, then keep it. If not, don't even worry about it. You don't have to. So I talked a lot about Capricorn on the previous podcast. So I'd like to dive into the devil card because that is not something I've covered really on this podcast all that deeply. So the devil is associated with Capricorn and the Tarot. And the devil traditionally represents material attachments, um, being um, uh, consumed, being um sort of subservient to the material needs and wants uh, of the world. And while that can hold true, if, if the devil comes up in a reading for you, it's possible, it's very possible that that's what's going on. Um, but there's also other ways to read the card, and I'd like to go into that a little bit. So other ways to read the devil is looking at it as an invitation to come into your shadow side and look at the things uh, within ourselves that we have repressed, that we have pushed aside. I talk a lot about shadow work on this podcast, and this is an opportunity to look at the things we do um, to ourselves that harm ourselves because we are they are rooted in shame, they are rooted in guilt. And um, when we are rooted in shame and guilt, and that's where our actions are coming from, then we manifest, we, we deeply dig into um, disassociating ourselves from ourselves, from the core of ourselves. And that can be really, it can make us um, feel extremely lonely and cast out and misunderstood even within ourselves. So loneliness often occurs. Of course, we, we feel lonely if we're feeling um, like we want company, right? Or if we want partnership, there that can trigger loneliness. But there's also the kind of loneliness where we feel really disconnected from ourselves. And the devil card in the tarot can absolutely indicate that we have uh, disconnected from ourselves through... Um, because we are feeling shameful, we're feeling guilty, we're feeling um, unworthy, we're feeling not seen. And we're feeling not seen because we're not allowing ourselves to see ourselves. So the devil card is a really rich card to look at. Um, some, if you're doing tarot card readings and you have a client sitting across from you, um, or virtually these days, right, with social distancing, and the devil card comes up, um, one thing I usually advise is just to let the devil card just be present there. So without needing to over explain it, without needing to, um, to uh, pacify or um, go into deep platitudes about, you know, uh, why it's, you know, such a great card, let it sit for a minute. See and feel through what the reaction is with your client. Now, Look, sometimes we're working with clients who have um, a, a lot of serious stuff going on, right? So um, we want to be careful, we want to be cautious, and we want to be sensitive, right, to what they might be going through, especially if they're dealing with some heavy-duty stuff. And if that's the case, you know, I leave it to your, your discretion, to, you know, to work with the devil however you like. But the devil in its, um, depending on what deck you're using, and I'll just refer to the Smith Rider weight, um, the devil is a very imposing looking character. And so are a lot of cards in the tarot, right? To, so that they catch our attention and they really reflect the depth of the medicine that they're offering us, right? So 
the devil is um, represented by like a horned god, um, and the horned god is kind of keeping an eye on uh, and sort of over overbearing uh, upon these two figures, a man and a woman. It's very much like the. It's very. It seems to me. It feels very much like the Garden of Eden being cast out of the Garden of Eden. There's sort of this shameful um, vibe going on with the two figures that are. Um, subservient to the devil and they're kind of cowering and and they it's it's not you know it's they're not really it's a very foreboding um emotion um and the devil is really imparting it uh its power or force over these these characters um so when that comes up if that's the car if that's the deck you're working with and a lot of people do Fair enough. And you'll also find, though, that there are some other decks that have a little bit more of a um, less imposing, um, sort of seductive way of uh, working with the devil and illustrating the devil. And I will mention the Light Seers Tarot by Pixie Curio on Instagram or Chris Ann. And she depicts the devil with this incredibly seductive looking figure. Um, there is, it's really amazing. If you haven't had a chance to look at that card in that deck, I highly recommend it. I remember when she was canvassing the deck to her audience on Instagram and saying, hey, do you guys like these colors? Do you like this image? It was such a cool way to produce a tarot deck. And um, when that one came up, I was like, oh boy, stop the press. Um, I will use that card in my episode art so that you can actually see what the heck I'm talking about, what the hell I'm talking about, because it really is a doozy. But that sort of invitation to be present with what is seductive and also how we interact with that which is seductive. So that can go, that can lead us to really examining our impulses. That is such an important thing to do because we're talking about the subconscious. We're talking about looking at the things that we do, perhaps subconsciously without being aware of them, that once we get into a wheel of, of going back and back and back and back and back and over and over and over again, going into these behavioral traits, if we don't know why we're doing something, something then it's we, we then we'll hardly ever know why we're getting the results we're getting so um we want to be really careful and cautious about why we do the things that we do right now I'm not trying to like make this in fact if this sounds like I'm being neurotic that's exactly the opposite of my intention I'm trying to help dissolve the neuroses that we get ourselves um entangled with so we want to think about why it is that we do the things we do and you don't have to spend all day considering these things but I always recommend you know an hour of talk therapy here or there uh, once a week or so we want to be able to look into these um, into these patterns that we have because if we don't understand our patterns then we don't understand why we 
uh, bring in the results. We, we, um, we engage with the types of people. We might be caught up in codependent relationships. We might be caught up in certain, that's a kind of addiction. So the, so the devil card being related to um, addiction and materialism, well, there you go. I mean, codependency is a form of addiction. It's a form of addiction. It's, a, it's an addiction to validation. It's an addiction to um, other in um, we might have anxious attachment styles or avoided attachment styles or many times when people come to you as a tarot card reader, those of you who do read the tarot, they're coming for one of two reasons. They're coming to find out what's going on with their relationship or they're coming to find out what's going on with money or career or sometimes even um, housing, right? Um, however, of course, there's many other questions that come up, but having done this for several years now, I will say those are the two biggies. So if relationship is something that people are looking to find guidance on, I will tell you the devil card is incredible medicine for relationship because it invites you to look at the relationship you have with yourself. And it invites you to look at the relationship you have with um, what you bring into your world through subconscious behaviors and through just things that we're not aware of that we're doing. I mean, that's really subconscious behaviors. I'm just kind of like, you know, <laughs> over, over explaining, but that's it. And so when people are coming to you for relationship questions, we often, if not always want to direct them back to themselves. It's not about what's going on with the other person. It's about what's going on with the querent or the person that's sitting in front of you or your client. That's what it, that's what's happening. Um, now when we, now just for me, what I don't, I don't provide is I don't answer questions about, you know, how does so-and-so feel about me? Because number one, I do not have permission from the person that the, my, my client is inquiring about. In other words, they want to know, um, how, uh, Jack is feeling about Jill, right? Well, if Jack is not in the room, I'm not going to pry into Jack's psychic world and start drawing cards for Jack if he is not in the room. Um, if, and Jill is asking the question. So what I will do is talk to Jill about why she is feeling um, the way she's feeling about Jack. That's what we're going to talk about in that particular session. So um, I, I would advise, you know, my client is always the one who's going to determine what we're going to talk about. <laughs> Let me just be clear. I'm not going to force anything on anybody, but I'm, but I will provide guidelines so that, um, the person in front of me gets the best reading that they can get because it's about them. You know, Jack may not be here next week, but Jill hopefully will, right? So Jill is my client. So that's who I direct it toward. The, the devil is a great card to invite us to remember that when we're doing tarot card readings. Because the devil is, um, the devil really keeps us in our lane. That's something to remember as well. The devil will keep us in our lane. So if we are, let's say, and also, let's say, the, let's say we have a client come in. And I did actually um, an Instagram series interview with a wonderful woman called Kristen Lee, who um, is tarot with a therapist on Instagram. And she is a licensed, uh, a, a licensed social worker. Okay. So she is not only a mental health professional in the sciences, she's also a tarot card reader. And so she works with the healing arts. And what was amazing about my conversation with Kristen Lee is that she helped uncover and dissect 
what it is that we need to be aware of, where we need to stay in our lane and where we need to um, remember what our expertise is and not go beyond that. So like, let's say for instance, you have a client who's dealing with a very serious mental um, situation like depression or they're having suicidal thoughts or they are having difficulty um just managing um through life and but i mean in a way that they feel incapacitated um, and extremely disempowered and they're in a state of crisis we also talked about the um the idea that it's really important to have an intake form so that if you are um, reading for clients, you have a way of vetting their situation before you even get involved in a reading with them. I have an intake form in my materials, and I really count on it to be of you know great importance because I have received intake forms back where the intake forms do indicate, wow, this person needs services that are outside of my scope, and so um, you know that's really important. We we the devil is also great medicine for tarot card readers because we want to remember that while and i and this is was part of our conversation too um the one that i had with Kristen on instagram live is that we want to remember that we are only tarot card readers now unless of course you're a mental health professional unless of course you have other skills but you but often you're not able to work as a mental health professional with a tarot client unless they are in your state because you're not licensed in any other state right so um keeping in mind, you know, we even, even if you're a mental health professional, there are certain rules you need to abide by, of course. So the devil is great medicine for tarot card readers and those in the healing arts, because it reminds us that yes, we might be incredibly expansive. Yes, we might have all these gifts that we can share with people. But you know, when it comes to say, um, again, when you're putting together your, your guidelines as a tarot card reader, you want to remember, you know, I'm not, a, you, if this is the case, I'm not a medical doctor. I'm not a financial analyst. My readings are for entertainment purposes only, right? I have all of those disclaimers on my um, forms and my in, um, my materials so that people realize, you know, I can't answer questions about health. I can't answer questions about where you should invest your money. I can't answer um, legal questions. I have some life experience, but I don't have the credentials or the uh, credibility or the ability to, you know, handle certain questions that are really of, of depth that I just, I don't have the information. So, and I would be doing a disservice to my client if I pretended I did. So the devil is great medicine for not only those who are on the receiving end of the reading, but those who are giving the reading because the devil does remind us to keep an eye on overreaching, keep an eye on um, trying to fill up space that really doesn't belong to us with excess stuff. Um, you know the you know the devil. If we're looking at it in terms of addiction, you know hoarding is can happen on the material plane. Like you know we might just want to collect a lot of stuff and to a place and to a degree where it incapacitates our ability to um, have freedom in our lives. Right, that's really what hoarding boils down to. It's an over over um, over consumption. Right. But as divination experts or div or people in the healing arts, we have to remember too that we might be hoarding <laughs> our energetic grasp. 
so that we might be saying, okay, sure, you know, now all of a sudden, because I'm caught up in the energy of this um, exchange, because I have someone in front of me who is um, really needing, 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 and wanting information, you know, just remind yourself, don't overreach into spaces that are not your expertise for the, um, for the purpose of being able to please your client right? There can be a lot of pressure when we are going into tarot card readings to be able to make our clients happy, right? And then we want them to walk out satisfied. You want to also remember that the devil can help us as tarot card readers work with the kinds of people that are best suited to be able to receive the healing arts. So we want to be able to call in people that are not over-relying on the healing arts. We want to be able to call in people as clients who are taking care of themselves, that already have a good healing modality in their lives that keeps them sustained between readings with us. And ideally, another thing to remember is that as tarot card readers, we want to be able to give our clients freedom. And the devil invites us to remember that freedom is essential because the opposite of freedom is captivity or enslavement or disempowerment. And that's the medicine that you see on the devil card, enslavement, captivity, subservience, um, uh, fear, terror, <laughs> right? The, over, the overbearing imposition of someone else's will. That's the, that's the devil in the tarot as well. And that's why that image is so shocking to people. But again, when it comes up in a reading, let it sit for the client. What comes through for them? Let them have some agency in the way they handle and receive the information that's coming through in the cards. So again, coming back to readers, you know, we want to remember that we don't want to go too far into our client's space and we want to be able to let them work for themselves a little bit, let them work on themselves. We also want to look at, see and how, how does that balance out in terms of how many times does a person come see us? Um, Kristen and Lee and I on the um, Instagram live talk also talked about, you know, how important it feels for even both of us so that we don't have clients, you know, how many times are we responding to their text messages or how many times are they reaching out to us? You know, when the session's over, are we doing this like a daily touch in? I mean, listen, as a practitioner, it's up to you to determine your comfort level. To me, my comfort level is to, I'm not going to just say set it and forget it because, but in a way, set it and forget it because, you know, I can only go so far. And then I also don't have the capacity to be able to help somebody on a day-to-day basis, one-on-one texting five times a day, you know, like that's not me. And I feel like it's not, it's really almost maybe not anybody. I don't know, but, um, but it's important guys, if you're listening to remember to reel in your services and set very, very clear boundaries. The devil card is a great medicine for boundaries. So let me pause there so that we can take a break and do a little sponsorship. Good, good old anchor FM, uh, my hosting platform, and then we'll come back to uh, more devil medicine. I just get so excited about this. Okay. Thanks so much. Hold on, here we go.
Okay, so back to Devil Medicine. So I'd love to just go over a couple of the uh, cards in the tarot that also have shades of the devil going on in them and vice versa. So we're going to be looking at the Major Arcana, uh, of which the devil is a part of the 22 cards in the deck, the Major Arcana cards, which are the archetypes, the really big over... Um, there's like a this kind of like umbrella sense of the energy of the archetypes at the major arcana and that's it's like an overlay feeling whereas the minors are more of like a day-to-day -day, um very much on the ground what's happening um kind of presently in our lives in a very day-to-day -day sort of way but the major arcana are sort of the big big messages the archetypal messages and the devil is one of them so in in addition to the devil, um, in the Smith Rider Waite, for instance, which really carries a lot of the potent imagery that we can we can get a lot from this deck, right? So whether or not you choose to work with the Smith Rider Waite, it does have a bit of a medieval feel to it. Um, some folks might feel like it's outdated and inaccessible, um, and that's totally reasonable and and I and I and I get it but what I love about the deck is its imagery in the sense that it's very clear and it's also um it's very clear but it's also very in-depth and very nuanced and there's a lot to learn and study from the imagery so even just even if you're not using the deck um as a place where you um bring it to your readings or you work with clients with the deck that's fine but if you do have a working knowledge of the smith rider weight i find that it's a really great deck to learn from to learn the basics from so for instance as i'm looking at the deck now i see the devil card I see the image of the, the main devil and then his two sort of subservient little demons um, in the form of, um, they look like they're imprisoned, they're, they're chained up, they're, you know, kind of um, under, the, under the thumb of this, um, of this uh, being. But what I'm looking at in particular are the hand placements of the devil in this card. So in the devil card, in the Smith Rider Weight, we have the right hand raised up and we have the left hand um, pointing downward toward the earth. A card that really speaks to this is the magician, which is um, comes right after the fool. So it's card number one, fool being zero, the magician being card number one. And it's the same hand gesture. The magician is holding his right arm up toward the sky um, with his staff in his hand. And he has his finger his left hand and his left finger pointed down toward the earth sort of like as above so below and what's striking about this is that it's the ex it's pretty much the exact uh almost the exact same hand placements as in the devil card what that indicates to me is that the magician is a card that signifies being um aware of all of our surroundings and all of the tools at our disposal and being able to work our magic by being in touch with what we have access to and being able to, it's a very fruitful, very powerful, very empowered card. And the devil, while it looks very similar in terms of the way the, the primary figure is placed, 
it has the exact opposite meaning. It's, you know, there's disempowerment, there's disassociation, there's heavy handedness, there's a forcefulness versus um, this graceful attitude of just being, being able to call in all the forces and work our magic through what's accessible to us. So <laughs> what I think is kind of important to remember is that there's really no such thing as a good card or a bad card because in many ways if you looked at the magician and the devil right next to each other it's they're very similar um in the sense that they have a lot of there's a lot of kinship there in terms of as above so below and the same would go for the justice card so justice in the major arcana the figure of justice has a sword in their right hand which is a little bit elevated so it's not as high up it's not lifting as high up as the magician or even the devil but the right hand is still a bit raised and holding a sword the sword of justice and then in their left hand the scales of balance so again you know we're looking at these similarities to see what's the flavor here um and the, the lover's card as well in the major arcana. The lover's looks very much like the devil. Um, the, instead, there's an angel. There's an angelic figure between the two figures and very much a Garden of Eden, but in a, in a peaceful, um, symbiotic way. Um, but the, if you were to look at the lover's card and next to the devil card, holy cow, <laughs> it's almost the same card. Um, I mean, it just, there's so much similarity. There's so much similarity. So if you're working with the Tarot, I really encourage you to just lay the cards out in front of you and, and just get to know them in relationship to one another in addition to how they stand alone. And then another card I want to bring in in terms of this duality um, or this balance is in the minors or the pip cards would be the two of pentacles um, and the sign of infinity being very present in this dualistic structure, right? So on the one hand and then on the other hand and being able to hold two things simultaneously in harmony and even amidst, you know, some turbulence, even amidst um, uh, any chaos that might be present, being able to hold two things at once in the same hand. Um, I often speak about the Ten of Cups when I'm working with my clients as a card where traditionally it's a culmination of all good things and, and abundance and joy on the emotional level. But it's also a card that, that entails um, and includes the rainbow. And the rainbow to me is a symbol of impermanence. And it's a reminder that even in the midst of joy and happiness, there is a bit of grief because not everything lasts forever. So when we are attached to these beautiful moments, we want to remember that everything passes, everything changes. And it, Ten of Cups to me is the mature um, outlook on life where you can hold grief and joy simultaneously at the same time. So that idea of being able to carry two things at once is, um, I feel, an essential um, balancing act that we all have to really learn how to, to, to manage and maybe even master in this lifetime. Because we are contradictory creatures, um, there's paradox within us, and, and to be able to be at peace with that paradox, I think, is incredibly important. And I think that the devil card invites us to have a peaceful relationship with our contradictions and to to welcome the differences um, 
within ourselves and even with people else you know that we come to, to you know come into relationship with or come into passing with because it's it's an invitation for tolerance as well and we don't have to agree with everything that everybody's doing in fact that's really not healthy at all because sometimes there's some severe injustices that we need to speak up against and there's times to you know to call ourselves to action but but tolerance is a very important quality to have because it allows us to have freedom and it allows other people to have freedom. Um, and that's something you might want to think about too, should the devil card come up in a reading with a client, to be able to hold a space of tolerance and um, compassion for, um, for your client who might be having a hard time working through things. Um, who may have a blockage that, you know, it's really not the, the right time for them to see certain things about themselves or about their situation. And everything is all in good time. So we can't, um, we can't expect anyone to operate on a timeline that is anything but their own timeline. But as someone who's holding space for someone going through perhaps a rough period, or a difficult um, situation. We also want to see if the devil card can bring in some medicine for us as well, um, to have tolerance, to have patience, to have um, compassion, right? And to not try to enact our will onto our client and let them move through the reading, let them move through their situation in whatever way they have to or need to or choose to. All we can do is hold space. So um, I think I'll close it there just for now um, because I feel like that's a lot to kind of take in. And also um, that, you know, the Capricorn is going to be an exciting season. We are going to be moving into um, 2021 within the season of Capricorn. And there's more to come. <laughs> there's more to come and there's more, there's more work to do. Um, but I do hope that you are taking good care of yourselves and that you are, um, going to be gifting yourself maybe something, um, soft and, um, nourishing this winter solstice with, uh, some, you know, comfort and, um, joy and, uh, celebration of the longest, uh, night of the year to bring in some light, um, and to bring in maybe some candles or, um, uh, something that brightens up your your inner space so that we can you know just very much like the stars do on a dark night um, just to have contrast right to be able to invite in contrast and to to welcome that um, because the more comfortable we are with contrast um, and 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 uh, balancing <laughs> two different seemingly opposing things the more at peace we can be so I wish you peace most of all and i will connect with you next time on the next urban siren podcast episode and until then lots of love and thank you for being here Hi there, friend. Thank you so much for being a part of the Urban Siren Podcast community. Just a reminder that I do answer questions for the Tarot. Um, You can leave me a voicemail message right here on Anchor FM for a chance for your question to be played on an upcoming episode. And you would just go to anchor.fm backslash 
urban-siren backslash message. Leave me a message and I'll be happy to address it on an upcoming episode and maybe even play your voice on an upcoming episode. Another way to support this podcast is by sharing it up with your friends and family and also leaving a five-star review if you love it on your favorite podcast platform. That could be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the platforms. Thank you so much for being here.